What's going on everybody? Cheers, happy Wednesday, and welcome to this week's edition of Trades Lady Happy Hour. I am super excited to be joined this week by the lovely Lisa Pine Schoonmaker. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. We've not actually met in person, but we're, uh, we're Instagram friends. Um, and I have spoken with her briefly. I think this is gonna be a really great, great happy hour. Um, as usual, while we wait for her uh, to join us, um, all of the previous happy hours all live on my Instagram TV tab. So if you've missed them and you wanna catch up on the past ones, you can definitely do that. And this one will be also recorded and will be posted over there shortly as well. And um, Miss Lisa is a welder and a weld instructor. So she is a certified structural weld in, uh, instructor and weld inspector. Um, she is also um, sits on the board for the American Welding Society um, and does a ton of other really cool things. She does a lot to support women in the trades and support the trades in general. Um, and I'm really excited to be joined by her. Hopefully she'll be joining in soon. I don't see a request from her quite yet. Um, we're gonna see if she is on here yet. Let's see, sparks, sparks or whatever that means that she is on uh, technology. Um, she should be joining us shortly. Hi everybody, thanks for joining Hi. in and hello, how are you? Hello. Oh good, it is so fun to be here. Yay. I am, I might be more excited than you are, but. Um, <laughs> You're adorable. You're yeah, I am. This is, uh, let me see. Do, 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 do. The welding shop, you can, there's, there's more that I can show you later, but, because okay. uh, <laughs> the roll-up doors are up, but we have, a, we have some pretty good equipment and such, and we have uh, an auto um, department right next door, so oh, plenty nice. of lifts and, you know, a lot of training going on there. So I am getting into that more and more. Into automotive? And Absolutely. I know. It's, like, it's been one of those things that I've thought, well, you know, like, God, I have to focus on all this. There's so much stuff that I have to do between education and welding. Right. And so it's like, <laughs> I see, you know, I, I go into automotive and I'm like, oh, my God, I really respect how much is there. And I oh. just don't want to take that lightly um but i feel the you know, same way then, in the reverse by the way like i feel the same my, way like i i grew yeah. up with mechanical and i'm like yeah. dipping my toe in the last couple of years into paint and body and welding and metal fabrication and oh all of this God, I'm like, wow. i have so much to learn and i need all of the toys and the tools and i want to do everything <laughs> like i want to do everything right everything that's the problem. I cannot narrow it down. It's all I can do to just like put my blinders on and look at the little well pool. Right. That's that's something <laughs> I can do. Right. Oh my god! So many fun things to do. And you that have all. So that's sick. why you get all these ladies around who have all the skills that can yeah. contribute. And it's just totally. you know one of the fun reasons I love being. Um, just in the you know sort of a building industry related building related industry you know <laughs> how, yeah, however we you know 
orient ourselves, but it's, um, right. but yeah, I mean, God, there's so many fun people to do things with and so many crazy Absolutely. things to do. I agree. So let's catch everybody up a little bit for people who don't know you. I see a bunch of names um, here that I'm not familiar with. So maybe some of your folks are following along, which is awesome. Thank you. Welcome everybody. for Thank you for joining. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about like, what do you what do you do first and foremost, and then we'll go back in time and talk about how you got here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am a community college structural welding instructor. So I do TIG, MIG, oxyacetylene, flex core. Um, I, you know, I forgot anything else. You know, there's, there's a few others. Um, so, so yeah, so I train people to become welders in the welding industry. And, um, and you know, and I, it's a community college, so it's a private place. Uh, when, or rather, a public a public institution, which is super fun right now with COVID and everything. Um, but we're yes. still doing doing some classes. I mean, it just it might come up later because wow. Uh, but anyway, um, you know that's where I've been, and I've been um, I have been in the past. Um, I've been, well, I've been teaching for about uh, 17, 18 years, but I've also worked okay. at science museums. I've worked at uh, optical switch research facilities and run their machine shops. Um, I've done work for, you know, the municipal transit system, trying to try, you know, just try and rebar <laughs> to, to um, train tracks. And, um, and, and I've been on TV a couple of times, so weird build shows. And so it's a really broad, I'm a, a pretty broad base. And I have the feeling that we might have some things in, in common that are sort of outside what we, either of us usually do <laughs> probably <laughs> so i'm sure we will uncover some of those as we as we move along through this <laughs> there's so so, uh, how, so many <laughs> how did you how did you become a welder how did that journey start for you uh that one uh you know i've tried to narrow this down a little bit um and it's you know forgive me if i get long in this but it, it was no, mostly hard because I was at university because that's what good, good uh, white collar girls did in the eighties. And, um, and right. And uh, so, you know, I was taking all these classes. It was just um, everything from humanities to sociology to uh, calculus, physics, chemistry, yada, yada. And it was kind of like, Oh my God, I love this all so much. And um, at the very end I thought, well, my God, art is really where, where that all kind of comes together and how I understand it and how, where I can really explore these, these things. So great. Um, and so, and then I heard the term um, permanent materials, which is like, Oh, you know, instead of being a super conceptual artist that works in the ephemeral, which was the thing back in the day, um, you know, what if I worked in steel? What if I worked in stone? What, you know, these things that can outlast the human body and demand a lot of you, um, both physically and uh, intellectually. Um, so, you know, I thought, my God, my ideas, like, I want to kind of like bounce my ideas off these materials. You know what I mean? It's like, I want that demanded of me. Um, so I promptly moved to the Bay Area where there were more artists and, um, and one of my favorite art groups uh, ever was working, um, who I wanted to get involved with and eventually did, is Survival Research Labs or SRL.org. Um, I'll, I'll I think I'm going to post this, some of this past 
uh, on my, um, what is it, my, my direct feed uh, in the next few days because it's, it's kind of hard to describe and, and super fun. Um, so anyway, they work with, um, they do these big performances in like parking lots and under bridges and abandoned factories. And it was all these like radio controlled machines that they had created that were usually bigger than a car. And sometimes, is, you know, they're made out of construction equipment. They're made out of uh, military equipment. That's really Frankensteined into some like inexplicable thing that can move and also pick things up and maybe they battle each other. Maybe they look at things to, together and you're never really sure what's happening. Um, so awesome. uh, <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> and so I was super excited to, uh, to get involved in that. And um, so I showed up there and the director just said, okay, well, I need this, uh, this radiator taken off of this V1 jet engine. Um, you know, here you go. And handed me the socket wrench. I didn't know what the hell a socket wrench was. And he's like, the bolts come off counterclockwise, you know? And <laughs> so I'm like, but, you know, I, I had no, it. you know, it's good. I had no reference that, you know, how weird this machine was, but anyway, <laughs> you know, the, the radiator works the same. So what, you know, there's this, like, it might've been, you know, a two minute to 40 minute job. And it's, I, I don't want to know how long it, it was over an hour that I was sitting there, like trying not to blow something up. <laughs> and <laughs> taking off six freaking bolts and or something anyway i was hooked that you know i got that done and it was like wait what not only did they think i could do it oh how nice oh yeah you can go 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 it was like uh -uh. no it was assumed like, yeah you, you assumed yeah. like this is not complicated it wasn't one of those places where, oh, you're a girl, you probably wouldn't understand why I have to charge you, and you know, an arm and a leg for something that doesn't need to be changed on your car. It was like, oh, no, 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 you, you have stuff. Let's go. And um, yeah. so I was like, get oh. in there and, and do it. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And it was like no one had demanded that of me in in an environment like that, and I was just there from. You know, I was the bad penny. I was there every day when they wanted me, when they didn't want me, I didn't care. I needed to know. So knowing that I'm like, oh, I better get some, you know, some welding classes under my belt because in my mind, oh, welding means everything machining, which has nothing to do with it. Anyway, whatever I, I <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, you weld. Oh, you must know how to fix cars. It's like, eh. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I, much to my chagrin that anyway, so I, I, you know, I take this welding class at this community, you know, it was a community college. It was just this little satellite, like automotive and, and welding old school. It'd been there since the fifties. I think now it's like million dollar loft space in the middle of San Francisco. Oh, well. And I would just ride my bike there with my grinder on my, in my backpack, you know, every other day to, to, you know, show up and try and weld. And I, just had no idea. I thought like, okay, you'll do it for a few weeks. You'll get frustrated. You'll leave. But good for you for trying. And um, the first two weeks were like that. And then uh, all of a sudden, it was like, I saw the well pool. I saw the arc. I knew what I was doing. And I was like, this is like cooking or like blah, 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 or like blah, blah, blah. I mean, just the metaphors just flew in. And I was like, fine. And here I am. I quit my job in film. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, um, and, uh, you know, and, and that was kind of the end of that. And I don't think, you know, years and years of people not thinking I would follow through years and years of people thinking I couldn't, wouldn't like it, wouldn't handle it, that it was some fantasy and it was just obsessive. Um, and the people I got to work with were a big part of that. And that's something I don't think is, you know, something that, that a lot of young women know about these industries is that you're going to have so much fun. You're going to work with fascinating people. You're going to be yeah. intellectually challenged. You're going to make probably a lot of money and then sometimes not. Um, but my God, it's such a, you know, but, but, you know, at least when you're coming up, it can be, it can be really wild, but well, uh, speaking for myself, but, um, <laughs> you know, I had choices, uh, but uh, it's such a valuable place to be. And I couldn't be happier with um, having pursued it and gotten halfway good at it, you know, uh, and just, you know, just, Oh, hi, I get to work on a jet car. I get to work on a, you know, whatever train station I get to work on, uh, you know, your daily driver. It's, you know, I get, well, I get welding. to, make, I get to make your weird little, uh, you know, furniture idea. That's a, it's amazing. So. Oh, it's, it is. It's incredible. Especially with welding. I think unlike some of the other kind of automotive adjacent trades, right. Um, Cause yeah. there's a lot of adjacent trades to, to automotive, but <laughs> welding is one where like, <laughs> welding is is one where you're gonna like you're gonna meet so many different people because it's so applicable to so many like you can you can do it in so many different ways you know you can you can yeah. be a pipe welder you can be um an artistic welder you can be a structural welder you can be um you know an on the line just Pinkies out clean room aerospace you know right. it's aerospace like, welding right you want to be sure really so detailed like really clean we got a welding job for you. You want to go up 60 stories at, you know, 5.30 a.m. and look at the view? We got a job for you. You know, yeah. I love that. It's everywhere. An interesting, interesting point, too, in, like, what you said about um, the people that you worked with being such a big part of you, like, falling in love with it. And I think you're right. There are tons oh, yeah. of amazing, amazing people you'll get to meet. And at the same time, like, I, you know, who you work with at your first job kind of can often discourage people if they're not, if, if you're not in a good yeah. environment. And I think like to encourage the young people out there, if the first environment that you find yourself in isn't a fit for you, find someplace else. Cause there is That's so just much. Your first so much job. It's like, congratulations, you're on your way. You know, right. that's, <laughs> it's really true because you know, uh, it's complicated, it, you know, and, People are complicated and, and, you know, life, it's true with any job, I think, but especially in blue collar right now, um, you don't, you just don't have the heritage of, well, it depends what community you're in, but so often there are people who are getting into it who don't have a family background or don't have a sure. community background based in it. And, um, and so I see a lot of that just kind of like the, you know, oh, wow, you know, like I'm coming from square one. Uh, related to how to operate in this environment, you know, personally and culturally. Yeah. So that was me so when I started. Expect <laughs> yeah, expect that to happen. 
and just yeah. be like, okay, you know, well, no, you're not going to be okay maybe when it happens, but. Um, right, but okay, but next, what do you do? Like, move yeah, on, like, go, go someplace right. else. Right, getting to that, that point, growth mindset of um, this is a challenge, not a setback. You know, yeah. this, or this is a, uh, you know, this just means it wor it's working. <laughs> you know, yeah. you feel sick? Good. That's, that's, where yeah. it's working. Yeah. It's like, an yeah, you don't feel a little sick in your stomach. <laughs> You're right. not trying hard. Right. Oh my God. You know, and it, yeah. Everybody, even, you know, even the people who are in that, you know, in that field feel that all the time. That's not, that's not bad. That's not a sign that, you know, you shouldn't be there. So of all of the crazy different jobs that you've had and done and different types of welding you've done, Prior to teaching, what's been mm -hmm. your what's been your favorite? Uh, come is on, that, is that a hard, is that an unfair question? <laughs> um, kind of, but you know what? I kind of do have one, and it's the time I worked for a short time, just a few months, with Craig Breedlove on his jet car project. Uh, it was for an ultimate land speed record uh, that was going to take place in 1996, 1997. Um, and, you know, I was, a I was a crew member just, you know, doing extra, extra stuff, you know, support work for them. And there was a lot of people who knew, you know, the, the car itself a lot better than I did, you know, or the, the parts of the car. Um, but, uh, but it was amazing because it really, to me, that was a lot of history, the lands, you know, land speed records and, the people that did that uh, were a big deal to me growing up. And um, I didn't know as much about it as I, as I did as I, as, when I got older and I'm like, Oh my God, to meet these folks, it would be, it would be really something. Um, and just what it takes to be a part of a project that is just, you're building the ship as it's being sailed. You know, you're going where whatever, you know, man has never gone before humans, I guess, let's say that. Um, <laughs> And so what's going to happen, what's, ha what's going to happen to the car? What's going to happen to the driver? Um, should it be this big or this big? Does it matter? What, you know, where's the weight supposed to be? Um, and, and how, you know, how do we get it down the road? It has to be, you know, Department of Transportation specific, or we have to arrange for other permits. And what's the value in that? And, one jet engine or two, you know, like these are questions that you want to have, you know what I mean? And it's just happening in the garage with a bunch of people. And, you know, in this case, it was, you know, it was a really tiny crew. It was very old school that way. Um, and, uh, and so it was, it was constantly just these strange fascination, fascinating situations you had to work your way out of every day or so, mostly someone else did. And I just watched, but, um, but then, you know, I had a few, I had a few things that I had to do, but that was just kind of like, I was taking notes constantly. It was so yeah. exciting. And he didn't originally, he, he didn't, uh, you know, get that record. The, the English did with their SST um, two Royal Rolls Royce engines, like, I think five times the weight of the spirit of America, um, oh, wow. whatever, you know, um, so, you know, so that was, it was what it was, but it's also what it took to break the sound barrier on land for the first time as humans. And this sort of 
you know, sort of startup, just we're going there now mentality that got America to the moon. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. That's pretty phenomenal to have been able to be a part of. Yeah, you can, you can tell I liked it. (laughs) No, not at all. It sounded horribly boring. (laughs) (laughs) It was. And, and it, you know, it was totally frustrating all the time too. You know, it's like, I hated half the people on it. (laughs) You know, they hated me, whatever. You know, I still, but I remember it so fondly. So I hope people will get into, uh, into those situations too. Like I shouldn't be here. Nope. But here I am. But here I am. Yeah. yeah. And what a great, what a great attitude to have. Did you, cause I, I definitely encountered that a lot through, through my career coming up. Like you're not welcome here. You're not wanted here. And, wow. and I, I think there's less of that now, but I know it still exists. Right. I, I hear enough stories from, right. from women in the trades who are, who are point blank told, I'm never hiring a woman. You don't belong here. I'm not okay yeah. with this. Did you, yeah. did you encounter a lot of that? And, and how did you handle it? Um, you know, I, the, the issues I've had have never been really point blank. They've always been super subtle. A lot of things that I found out later, um, you know, that, that uh, project I just in, described included of the strange things that people thought about me because they were real ignorant about what I might be. Um, and, and just, just the weird shock of that subtle sense of unease and you can't pin it down. And, um, and there was, you know, there's that. And then there's just the, I have, I love my rep at air gas right now. And he calls me kiddo. I am about five years younger than you. And do you call me, you know, the the guy who's 15 years younger than me, kiddo? Right. You know, it's it's amazing. At least he's not calling you sweetie. It's the same. I know. It is. It's the same. It's so funny. One of my students, oh, my God. When I was teaching high school level um, at the ROP, there's a student who told me, please, could you not call me sweetie? It kind of makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> this guy. And I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I like, it's I, I like, it's a subtle thing, like, it, but it's like, and I meant well, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that just mean well, but it's still yeah. kind of like, I'm just trying to get, I like, I don't know what you understand. I don't know if you hear the words coming out of my mouth. That is the weird thing. Like, Am I communicating with you? <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's interesting. I think the subtle hard, stuff. You know. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, yeah, the subtle stuff. Um, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's harder it's to strange, do with, I feel like. I mm-hmm. feel like the subtle stuff is, no is harder than the point blank. When somebody point blank says to me, you don't belong here, I'm like, okay, except I am. So, right? You know but where the you stand. subtle harder it's harder to work with you can't you don't know where it is and it's just a, a weird moving political target and what a ugh, my, my <laughs> sister was this crazy punk rocker in the 80s as well she moved to new york city and she had like 
you know, this super drag queen look with like blue hair and, and whatever else. And um, she would come home to San Diego at the time. And she said it was horrible because you could, you know, she could tell that people were just either fascinated or repulsed, but, but wouldn't say anything. And in New York, they just in your face, you, what the hell? You know, she's like, Oh, well, okay, whatever. I know what I'm dealing with. And then it was just this, you know, people being nice. Totally. And that's, I think, you know, it's a tough thing right now, you know, I grew across America. Oh, (laughs) yes. So I got my start as a technician in New York and my very first dealership job I worked with a bunch of old school New York guys that were not okay with me being there and told me straight to my face. And as rough as it was, I actually, I grew to appreciate it because I I learned like, if you're not talking ish to my face, you're talking ish behind my back. And Mm -hmm. I'd way rather have you talk ish to my face, right? (laughs) Because then I know where you stand. I know where I stand. We're all good. I know you don't like me. I can move on and get over it. And then I moved to the West Coast, to Arizona, and worked at a dealership here. And it was a totally different world. It was nicey-nice to your face. And then... Yeah. And surprise behind your back. Yes. Oh, my God. There you go. (laughs) That's, you know, I'd much rather. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's quite a compliment when they're willing to, to tell you what they think. You know, they respect you enough to actually convey that. Or, you know, maybe it's just cultural, but you can sense that. It's kind of like the, you know, martial art, you know, you you have a fight and then you bow respectfully. It's like, okay, you know, you honor me enough to have a fight. That's a, you know, that's a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, You know, when, yeah. It's so funny. It's just like when I have political issues at work, a lot of times I'm saying, I'm not trying every trying to get everybody to get along. I'm just try, making. I just want to make sure that we know how to fight each other and say, you know, and bow respectfully at the end. Respectfully, yes. Yeah, it's like, yes. can we handle a confrontation? And and we it's, can disagree and then go out for a beer afterwards, and that's okay. Like we don't have to. Right. That's <laughs> that's half the fun. That's those are the memories, right? You know. Yeah. That's that's really where it's at. So. so for you personally, um, because I, I think there's a lot of younger women getting into the industry. I think there's a lot more women coming into these fields than there than there were when, when you came up, when I came up. Um, I think we're seeing a lot more of it. And I hear often from the yeah. younger women this, like, how do I deal with it when they don't want me there? How do I deal with the the subtle or overt sexism that they experience? How did you personally deal with it and what allowed you to kind of persevere through and succeed? Uh, You know, in retrospect, um, it's about the people you surround yourself with inside or outside of work that support you. And, you know, especially I think, you know, it's silly, but well, is it? It's Instagram has, has connected me with more women on the job than I have ever had in my life. And I think I just got on Instagram a couple of years ago. And I'm kind of like, what? Blown away, I mean, right? It's the <laughs> biggest thing. And so you can go online and you can, and you have a sense, you, you can find some camaraderie. You can hear other people, maybe they're complaining or whatever, but it's really safety in numbers. 
And it's not just numbers of of women, but um, but other other men that support you because they do. You know, I think that most most men do. You know, you know, at, at this point, there's there's some serious issues still, of course, uh, right. and there's even you know there's even physical issues, um, but but you know, find the good guys. Yeah. whether they're guys or girls and yeah. that's who, you know, who have the values you do um, and have that, have that community to, to fall back on. Um, and to the extent that you have women who are in your same industry or, or, you know, even your same company or employer, um, that's a big deal too. Even whether they are, whether they are a, um, someone who does your job or someone who does a different job, yeah. There's still a cross-reference there of, you know, just a sense of sanity. Yeah. Because um, so for if you want to do this guys job, out there, do Yeah. Yes. All those good guys that are out there listening to this, like, your voices yeah. are so important, too. Like, we need, women in this industry need to know that if they are dealing in a shop that isn't supportive and isn't cool, just knowing that you exist out there and that you're supporting women in the trades and that it doesn't phase you whether they're male or female, like that knowing you exist could be the thing that changes whether they stay in the industry or not. So you guys are important, very important. Yeah. Or just, you know, how well the job goes because it, it's someone who is under stress like that and feels that they're, uh, that they're not wanted or that they, um, that people don't expect them to do a good job is going to have a much harder time psychologically actually doing that job. This is not yes. any fantasy of anybody's. That's true regardless of who you are. And yes. um, so if you want that job done and you believe in that job, God damn it, support everyone on that job. That's, you know, that's just the way it is. And if you don't like someone on that job or don't appreciate someone on that job, um, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe that's an interesting thing that you can, you know, can bring you back in the morning. Like what the hell's going on with that guy? <laughs> Whatever. I don't, you know, it's, it's not always easy too. It's like, it might be a pain in the ass. Do you care about the job? Do you? Yeah. That's, that's the main, the main issue with that. As far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. Beautifully said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Somebody so, commented earlier that they, they want you to write a book because they love your stories <laughs> and all the things that you did. And I, I have to say, I agree. I don't remember who said it now. I just saw it really quickly as I was <laughs> scanning the comments. I was like, yes, she does need to write a book. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, it might, you know, I would need one hell of an editor. I <laughs> would be like the most wide, right? Um, you know, but I, but yeah, I should, I should write down some of the things before I forget them because Man, that, that memory is going. <laughs> I, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever. So, so how did you get to teaching? When did that start? I wound up teaching because a friend of mine was leaving her teaching job and said, I need, we need a good replacement. And so... Um, <laughs> You know, I was one of a few people that that went up for that job, and I and I actually got it. Um, but I had been laid off by the aforementioned um, what is it, uh, optical switch research place, and um, 
And so it was like, oh, my husband was away in Iraq on on deployment. And I'm like, I've got to, I got to get a job. And so I kind of took it because it was there. Um, And no one who gets into teaching understands what they're getting into at all. And, uh, and so I just had to survive. Um, there were great times. There were horrible times. It was one of the most stressful times. My first year of teaching was one of the most stressful times of my life. Um, mm. And it's, you know, you see people going through it now, like, you know, whatever. It's like, I know how to weld and I'm going to, and I'm going to teach. And um, yeah, but I mean, the demands on you from the students, in this case, from their parents as well, because they were under 18 in high school, um, from the administration, the amount of mandated reporting, the amount of paperwork. Oh my God, I didn't get into welding to do paperwork. <laughs> and it's just hours and trying to organize it all and which is the most, the highest priority right now. It's, yeah. Sometimes you like, you know, days like today, quite frankly, I had a day where I'm like, why am I doing this? This is ridiculous. Um, but you, you know, you know why. And in a few minutes, or you know, in twenty-five minutes, um, I'm going to have all these people walk in the door, and I'm going to crack up because I'm going to make them crack up because I need it. And <laughs> um, you know, and they're going to. A few of them are going to learn something, and I'm going to watch that happen. And that's a that's cool. I always know why I'm here. I always know that this is, um, you know, it's that is valuable, that I'm contributing to, to society in general. Um, it feels meaningful. Whoops. Going off the stool. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, w- you know, it's not even how I got into teaching, but why, why do I stay? <laughs> why? You know, it's just the most, I get paid okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to complain too much about that, but it's also just really super demanding on you and your family. And um, there's no other way around it. If you're going to deliver what you need to, to deliver uh, and the quality, the level of quality you want to do. Um, and I don't know, you know, People need to learn. I love my industry. I want to produce really good welders. That's a really big point of pride. Um, I really want, you know, when my biggest goal is to have a, have a student go out there and make so much more money than I make in the first year. It might be, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? You know, like in five years, I want them to out earn me. I want them to be in a, in a job where they have a lot of room to grow that, you know, keeps them stimulated, you know, in being interested in it, that supports their family. Um, And just to be part of the, the big group that makes up a really, what I found to be a really heartfelt industry, you know, that, you know, that, you know, you put your helmet down all day, but people really care about each other. Can I say that? Is that like allowed? No. Am I am I going to be kicked out, kicked out of the welding club for saying that? Um, no, I agree with you. I have found the welding community um, to be far more um, accepting of of women, to be far oh. more um, 
accommodating and, and welcoming and much more of a family. Um, really, I, I, I agree with you. It's an interesting conundrum because like you said, you're spending the whole day with your hood down. And yet I found the welding community to be an incredibly welcoming community. Yeah, that's great to hear. That's great yeah. to hear. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't what is it? I mean, welding with welding, you're really taking material through phase change and you're doing it by hand every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a million other jobs in the welding industry that have nothing to do with it. But but the you know, the concept where that's really happening of joining materials by making them the same metallurgically. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit fantastical. It's a little bit like, um, I don't know. You know, there's, there's, you know, a sense of the mystical or the, you know, you can get a little romantic about it. And I think that, uh, that, that might be part of it, but it attracts some really interesting characters for sure. Um, <laughs> that's true. But, uh, but, you know, and, and we get to go, we get to work with everybody. So we see a lot of different people, like like you said, um, yeah. and so and so that's fun. And we just, you know, I don't know. I can't speak for us all. They're so, we're also different, but. <laughs> right? Of course, of course. So now well, you're at a fun. community college now. You're at a community yeah, college I am now. in California. Yeah. Okay. So okay. that's kind of um, you know, especially in California, that's kind of one of the few places to really learn the trades. Um, you know, like I said, we have automotive right next door. Uh, you have some private private uh, places like uh, UTI, Universal Technical Institute. There used to be WowTech. Um, but they're, very, you know, they're very expensive and they're pretty far afield. There aren't a lot of them. Um, so, you know, a lot of, um, you're either going into the unions or you're going to the community colleges or both. Um, and I'm just, I'm really proud of the role that we play in supplying not only the, the people who do the blue collar work, but also eventually the, the white collar work. You know, there are, every now and then you get a student who goes into engineering, you know, this is just part of it. And it's, it's a blast, you know, or a student that, you know, probably should be in engineering and you can convince them to, to do it. <laughs> you know, like, wow. Cause you have the well, academics have right there. Totally. I want to yeah, acknowledge and you, can get a degree you too, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I want to acknowledge yeah. you as well as, as an instructor. I mean, we talk about the trade deficit and the trade gap and how we need yeah. more welders and technicians and electricians, and we need more yeah. of all of the trades. And I think what's not often talked about is how we need more instructors too, that there's this huge gap in yeah. trades instructors and that you we need more of you and you are doing a wonderful service for the industry in raising up the next generation. So I want to acknowledge that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's tough because there are hoops to go through. I mean, you know, to teach at a community college, you need to at least be able to have a community college degree because you need to understand what those people are going through and how they need to communicate the math they need, whatever. Um, and, uh, and then you have to have, uh, you know, experience in the industry as well. Um, and so it's, it kind of winds up being this weird unicorn thing of how, who do we find that has these qualifications? 
And what we're really working on now is trying to trying to get some, um, you know, level of equivalency of like, you know, okay, you've worked for the municipal water department doing welding for for you know thirty years. You're ready to retire. Like we want you to teach, you know, teach that uh, you know that particular pipe welding or whatever. And if you don't have the degree because you've been working, can we consider that equipment? Um, and so there's a you know, there's a bit of a fight about that, um, and making sure that there are, you know there are really good people available who want to teach, who can you know pick up the other stuff or, or who have already learned it just on their job, yeah. and making sure that they're they're available to work. Um, it can be a little tricky. I mean, you know, there's you know there's the welding industry is more challenging than just one kind of job. So um, being able to to teach to such a broad range, um, I, I imagine, yeah, I'm not, you know, it's it's hard. Like, how where do where do you put that argument? Um, but there's you know there's room, and I think that um, hopefully it will be developing to the extent that we can just promote manufacturing in general and mm -hmm. manufacturing. You know, people from the in manufacturing industry, employers, um, and companies to the extent they can get involved with us. That's, I think, you know, where, where things can really start moving. Um, because then you have, you have a lot more information about, you know, what, what the students need to learn and, and what might be something that they're going to learn on the job instead, you know. So if there's anybody representing the industry out there or from the American Welding Society, yes, that's, you know, that's really what the schools need right now is industry support, both, you know, get on the advisory committee, um, check out what equipment we have that you would, you know, that you always also use. What, um, you know, are you interested in what we're teaching people? I mean, come, you know, just initiate contact with um, with your local college and you're going to get some people that are really receptive to uh, to anything you have to say. That's awesome. Yeah. How, I'm how sure you deal with that. Oh, hmm? absolutely. Yeah. How how do you um how are you seeing enrollment? Like are is there interest? Are you filling seats? Are we getting butts in the seats in these classes and programs? Right. Um yeah, now with COVID, it's really weird. Um we've you know, what we've done is adapt to more of a like mixed up lab situations so people can work around their schedule a little more. Okay. It has its drawbacks to be honest. Um, but we have good enrollment right now, which is, which is really great. Um, trying to keep all of the classes in a welding program filled. That is, you know, some will always fill some just have a hard time. Um, some just don't, you know, you just don't have that. You, there's a need in industry, but there's not a lot of, um, you know, it's it's specialized enough like pipe welding that you have to get to a certain level before you're even qualified to start taking those classes um, and just getting people to persist through the program. Um, you know, it's, it's complicated. You can attract them, but can you keep them? And uh, yeah. And do you want to? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's an interesting question. And I feel like it's a question all of our industries, welding, automotive, yeah. like all of these 
trades that are experiencing a trade deficit, we find ourselves asking a lot, like, is it that we're not attracting people? Is it that we're not retaining people? Are we not getting them through school? Are we losing them once they enter the industry? Like, where is that gap happening? What are, what are you finding are your, yeah. your higher rates? Like the kids that graduate from your program, are they getting jobs? Yeah. Uh, they are. Um, it's, it's harder to track because they disappear. And, you know, we have to find mechanisms to better get that. You might be familiar with that situation. Um, <laughs> and so, and since obviously the welding industry is so broad, they could be anywhere. So, right. um, so, it, you know, it, there's still, there's still that a lot of times it's interesting. I'll have some students have come back to me and said, you know, I'm not in the industry, but I use what I learned in welding all the time. Now, whether it's, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes that's, you know, and you know, someone in engineering, but sometimes that's just someone that, uh, you know, is off doing something else, but they, um, they just kind of, you learn more than just the trade when you take a trade class. And that's, um, and, you know, and they take that out of it. So that's, I appreciate that. It's hard to, it's hard to say. Some people just get better jobs in general after they take a, one of the trades classes um, because it's really vocationally oriented. And maybe they haven't, you know, they've only taken academics before now. And this is so about how are you showing up on a job? How do you work with other people? What, what do you actually produce? And what is this really demonstrable thing that you're doing right. besides a, you know, a paper that someone is grading, you know, probably very well, but, but also, you know, seemingly, um, you know, uh, subjectively, you know, like I say, you know, like I speak for the metal, the metals, the metal's going to tell me what your grade is. Right. So there's something really just outside of that, that, a lot of people don't get, especially in the um, the white collar world. It's always the assessment of someone else. It's not the assessment of the product itself, directly directly related to how you did it. Right. So much much more objective. Yeah, yeah, and just is it there or isn't it? There's go no go uh, that that people really learn from and can can benefit from. I, yeah, really, I think you're right. There's a ton of, of like the softer life skills that you learn from going through a trades program. And absolutely. That's yeah. very different than what you yeah. learn going to a, a college or a liberal arts degree or right. it's just, and not that any, that either is, is better or worse, right? Like four year college isn't right. worse than trade school. Trade school isn't no. worse than four year college. They're just very Doing different. That's, yeah. They, you know, they can be, yeah. And, um, but you know, they, they, they present different things for you. They demand different things of you. And, yeah. um, for me having to, having to work on something that's sort of unforgiving, it, I mean, God, that's, I, I think everybody should do it. I really would like to see this, um, you know, not just a makerspace, which are nice, but a lot of times have a lot of automated equipment in there. Like to really have to get your hands on and build something that in, you know, whatever, old school fashion, non-digitally. Um, oh, I agree. You know, I, I, want that, I want that in every university program. I want it in the high schools. I want it in the, at the um, 
elementary schools everywhere. You know. Cheers to that. Okay. Like, amen for multiple reasons, right? Your, your, so your water, my whiskey. Cheers. Yeah, that works. I gotta you teach. Know, I, so. I, I, yeah, totally. I think that's fair. Um, mm -hmm. For so many reasons, I feel like a everybody should be getting exposed to this because part of the reason why we're not attracting enough people to our industry is a lot of kids don't even know that it's a career path option for them and they might be a great fit for it. But I also yes. think, yes, 100%. And then there's this other element of what you look, the life lessons you learn working with metal. I've been a mechanic for, for 20 some odd right? years now, but working with it's metal, amazing. oh my gosh, I learned things about, so many things about myself and about life in working through metal and learning how to, how to deal with this you know, making something from, from scratch out of nothing in these old school ways that you're talking right. about, non-digitally, right. non, there is something that is life-changing about, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, there's something life-changing about it. it, absolutely. When, you know, the rare times that I've worked on my car, it's just like, I put my hand on the, on a bolt, and the, the information that's come through my fingers blows my <laughs> mind. How do I know? It's just, you know, somehow like it, I don't, I don't care. This is, you know, this is my brain now and I'm going to investigate things. Yes. Oh my God. It's so, it's so intense. And that's, I think, um, I was whining about the Cartesian separation between mind and body. But, um, but really, I mean, people really need to start getting their hands on things that aren't their phone, you know, they, they need oh, to man. try and wrestle some carbon based shit into submission. I'm telling you. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Speaking of you're going to be teaching in like yeah. 10 minutes, right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I've got my I'm yeah. looking at the clock, like, making we're, sure we're getting there. Are we going to get to meet your students really quickly? Maybe I should see if uh, I don't know if anybody's out there right now. But you know, what? I should open the door. And why yeah, don't I and just show, kind of, maybe show us around the shop a little bit while you're doing it? Yeah, why don't I just sort of wander here? All right. The whiteboard's clear, like which huge... is so unreal. <laughs> here, I'll... Okay, it, so it looks um, like a pretty large space you have. Um, it, it's pretty small, but it's we're it's packed and nice. We have these. Uh, I'm trying to see live arc machines. Um, nice. from Miller for so virtual awesome. reality you know we don't use it that much but I think it's cool it's just, you know yeah. I think you know once we get people anyway um, it's it's got amazing options um, we just got this you know now, now I'm representing Lincoln with the torch made the big that's awesome. plasma cutter that's our new baby we have to get trained so you know well we got to hook up a bunch of stuff but then um, yeah so let's go uh, out the space. door. Got a nice, that's a nice amount of space. We got some stuff. Hi. Oh, I don't have my, my, Mac. this is our first, I'm on Instagram live. Do you mind? Oh, no, you're <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> so I know I should put up a, a thing, but uh, yeah. So we've got, um, you know, a lot, you know, TIG, MIG, Oxy right there. Um, a lot of some multi-purpose machines. So really, I should, you know, like, oh, the dynasties, and we got the sinker waves, the Millermatics, the tractor. It's a great space. My goodness, I love it. And then some fabrication. This is something that wasn't at the, um, at the school where I used to, used to be. Um, okay. You know, like iron workers and benders and 
uh, breaks nice. and uh, you know like it, there's always junk on junk because because of the footprint but we have a lot of opportunity to just build stuff and that's not you know that's that's hard to build to make into a welding program and I'm like you have to you know put it together and we've got it's all nice and clear look we have a lift I love it and it's so that's clean it's not weird I, we've just had a holiday so we've all been oh. <laughs> I swear I didn't I didn't clean just for you, but but this is usually <laughs> not how clean it is. Um, so let me see if I can get into what you might like better. Right here. Uh oh. Here we are. Oh, I like it all. And we have a big, what a crazy, nice incredible program you guys have going. These spaces are phenomenal. So, isn't this, this great? Is I'm so really. I'm good to see you, Lisa. Oh my goodness. Isn't that nice? And it I could take you, really there's, you know, there's a huge base and all kinds. Of, oh, my God. There's, there's so much more. But all these tools, wouldn't you like to, like, okay, this is probably why I'm in teaching. The toys. The tools. Okay. Oh, I, have a, I have a forklift. In there. <laughs> and a wish. Oh, I get my hydraulic bender right here. Wait, am I doing that? That's yeah, there awesome. we are. Awesome. I love um, it. And we hear so much about so it's hilarious. Anyway. Away. It's yeah. so cool to see how well equipped you are and how nice of a space you have that there are great programs still and that's awesome. That's good to see. Yeah. It really, you know what? It's um a lot of that has to do with, you know, the people at the top, you know, uh when you're talking about the the administration, who I think I complained about earlier, <laughs> you know, just all the things you have to do. But if you have, and we've had a really amazing dean that um, just fought to get us a bunch of stuff in the last few years because, um, you know, basically uh, the guy who ran this program for about 30 years uh, retired. And then the other, the other adjuncts, the part-timers, um, wound up getting better jobs. And so all of a sudden, no one was here. And they, oh, wow. they figured out, you know, well, they hired me. But, um, but they, and they hired a, another, uh, a really great full-timer, uh, David Trano. Hi, David, you're there. Excellent. And, uh, and, and a couple of great part-timers. And we've built this up, you know, from almost from zero, except we, we were left with a lot of good things. But, um, but the support from the administration is, is what makes these programs run, quite frankly. So, um, you know, sometimes there are programs that don't look so hot, but it's not necessarily the instructors that are. No, uh, it's seldom it. the instructors. <laughs> so, and now I have more students coming in, so I should put on my mask. If you'll put on your mask, yes. <laughs> because we do mask up pretty hard here. Yep. Um, you know, it's nice to have all the um, all the ventilation and the UV and the PPE, so we feel really we feel really safe. But you get into a welding booth, and you know you're close enough, so we don't yeah. take any chances. Absolutely. Okay, they're all coming in now. All right. Oh my God! Everyone's early. <laughs> Instagram live. Hi, Victor. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I love it. it's really yeah yeah everybody's cool. good so well, we should we should probably yeah. let you go teach huh 
Um, I suppose. I mean, yeah. All right. So I final guess. words before I and let you. Yeah. Why don't I? Before I'm going to walk outside. Go. So before I let okay, you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Final words from you. Yeah. What are your like your top words of advice to the the younger you or somebody out there who wants to do what you're doing or what you've done? What are your words of of, of inspiration? You're not crazy. <laughs> you're not crazy. And just, you know, just keep that one going for a long time because you have to remind yourself of it more often than you want to, that you, that might be comfortable. But, uh, yeah, it's what's happening. It's so, it's so good right now though, because the trades, you know, because there was this dip and everybody outsourced everything to different countries and trade, trade programs, you know, went away. And so you have this, we're building from scratch and these, everybody who's here, you are the trades. You are, <laughs> you, you're, this is what the trades look like. If you want to get into any of these situations, um, white collar, blue collar, at any, you know, any of these industries, you are what we look like right now. This is, you are the future. So especially because you hear, you know, you see a lot of, you know, terrific old white men um, in these things, just because you don't look like them doesn't mean that, um, that you don't have something they started somewhere too you are exactly where they started and it's the 21st century and this is just what it looks like so all right i love it Hi i again. love I'm it <laughs> cheers to you oh. cheers to cheers. that thank you so much so so very much for joining and sharing thank your you. what a blast. and your story you are awesome keep doing what thank you're doing you. making a difference and um absolutely you. appreciate you so Cheers. Oh, very and much go to you some too. Of those kids. <laughs> right, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna show up at your shop one day. Please do. Yeah. Please do. You are welcome. <laughs> so fantastic! I love it. Thank you so much. It's been a blast, and I hope to talk to you again soon. Absolutely, anytime. Okay. Cheers! Thanks Cheers. for joining Bye. us, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.